Welcome to The Local Joker, where we talk to local jokers, comedians, locally, and we dissect their genius, see where they are in their comedic lives and what their goals are for comedy. All right, let's see what makes them tick. It's all about shits and giggles, having a good time. And uh, I got my special guest today. He's got his own podcast. It's called Vanda... Vanda... Vandications. Vandifesto. Vandifesto. Like Manifesto, but Vandifesto, because his name is Vandad K. And he's got his own YouTube, Patreon. Go to uh, his own website, vandadk.com. Right? Um, That's right. I believe the, the podcast will be on Patreon, or is it going to be wherever you can find podcasts? What's, what's going on? It's going to be it's going to be wherever you can find podcasts, but the Patreon's going to get it first. So okay. Patreon gets everything I do first. Patreon.com slash vandadk, vandadk.com. Yeah. All right. Stoked to, stoked okay. to be here, man. So you're, you're a Canadian comedian. That's right. Are you Canadian yes, sir. who happens to be a comedian, or are you a comedian that lives in Canada? Uh, I'm a comedian that lives in Canada. I'd say it like okay. that. I like All that. Right. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> right. you know, Canada's great. I'm proud to be from Canada, but, you uh-huh. know, uh, we, we got to move on at some point. You know, there ain't no right. money here. So especially their stereotypes. Cause I was looking for the A. So, yeah, <laughs> we do say A a lot. That's right. true. I, I hear they yeah. say A a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what I was looking for. We're here with Van Dad K. Typical interview questions for comedians how long have you been doing comedy 10 years now 10 years okay yeah awesome and you go through all over canada you come here to the states yeah uh haven't been to the states yet because you guys uh Uh like i've been to the states many times but not as a comedian because you guys hold on to your work visas with your balls to quote (laughs) uh tony (laughs) soprano yeah, uh, he was talking about the French, but same thing applies. You know, it's hard. If we do an open mic in the states, they could technically still ban us for ten years. Even a free, free show, they're like, "No, Whoa. you're taking you're taking opportunity away from an American." Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> a free, a free yeah. opportunity to work. Yeah, because they George. Yeah, because <laughs> they say like, uh, you know, there could have been like a talent scout in the back who might poach you and then next thing you know you get a tv show or something out of it that could that's and that's then, for america boy <laughs> for the one america. american comedian wasn't even that funny i was supposed to go up that night <laughs> yeah yeah but that canadian took it oh wow that's crazy that's crazy right but you guys can come here and do whatever the hell you want we'll we'll, we'll let you headline we'll pay you whatever you guys are awesome up there. I don't know why we're such assholes. Um, <laughs> I would love for more people to come through both sides of the border. It just yeah, is better that way. It's fun. All right. So what got you into comedy? Like, uh, I've always been like the class clown. You know, I've always been the one making the whole class laugh until I got kicked out until I'd have to go sit in the hallway or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always would make my family laugh, my friends laugh. I just, I was just always the funny kid. So at some point I was like, I got to do this for a living, I guess. Now I thought it'd be way easier too, though. Cause you know, when you make your whole class laugh, you make your friends laugh. You're like, yo, I'm the shit. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to kill this. it. Yeah. <laughs> but then you, but, but when you're talking with your people and people know you, whatever, there's, there's all that feedback, right? There's those, right, those references. Relatability too. Yeah, but when you're standing there so <laughs> on stage, it's completely different. The audience is like, all right, who the fuck are you? What the hell are you going to do for me? Make me laugh. You're like, oh. Say something now. Yeah. 
on the spot. <laughs> right. It's, it's like when lie. people go, uh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. You're like on oh, the street. That. You're like, yo, really no, fuck that. you. No, pay <laughs> give me. me some money. I- I'll do it. Yeah, I don't do yeah. it. I'm not a monkey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Came with peanuts. Yeah, I hate when people say that. Oh, you're a comedian. Make me laugh right now. I bet you can't make me laugh. I can if you were in the audience. I'm not going to do yeah, this. Come to right a show. Now, but no, you know, just yeah, to answer your question, I was always just a funny guy. And I, I love making someone laugh. Like someone laughing because of me just feels so good. It's like a Man. drug. So, right. Yeah. Especially when you get that first uproar when you first mm. hit the stages for the first time. Now you're chasing that dragon. And it's yeah. a good dragon to chase. <laughs> probably the healthiest. Right. That's <laughs> probably the healthiest. Okay. So, we got to the laughter. You got on stage. Now, here's the question that. Everybody has had and dreaded bombing. When the yeah. first time that you bomb or died on stage, like what did that do for you? You know, it just taught me like you got to work harder at this. You got to come at it a different way. Like I said, like I, I understood that like the audience doesn't know who I am when I get on stage. They don't know what I'm talking about. They don't have that. Oh, what happened in so and so's classroom or like whatever like references. Right, right. So. Not that I talk about like classroom stuff. I just mean like, you know, it's not like the kids in your school who know you. So whatever it is, you got to you got to explain it to them a little bit. You got to kind of show them who you are. And uh, yeah, I understood that pretty quick. I um, I'm also I'm, I'm pretty blessed with like even when my uh, jokes weren't there, even when I, I didn't know what I was doing. I do have like a kind of natural uh, stage confidence, stage presence. So I all get right. this thing where like. I mean, I've bombed. We bomb. I, I, I we bomb all the time. Like bombing's just part of it. But yes, my bombs just have just is. never been like so brutal because I feel like even when they're not laughing, they're still kind of paying attention to me. Like, uh huh, uh huh. Like, right. what's I kind of have them right. engaged no matter what. So I'm I'm really lucky like that. But yeah, we bomb. You, we bomb you, all the time, man. It feels shit. Never been booed. No. Good, good. That is the worst. Like I rather bomb and no one laughs and stares at me and let me continue then being booed because once that first i think it's american thing because we're all asked so yeah you guys we'll boo. That, you guys right? boo out there a lot <laughs> yes we boo <laughs> the only the, the only time things. i've seen booing is like uh if it's like a real real open micer who just shows up out of nowhere and t- starts talking like Yo, women are fucking garbage or like some shit like that. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what we should do with right. them Jews, though. It's like some right, shit, right. Some okay. shit like that so, like yeah. might get booed. You know what I mean? But like yeah, I got booed because it was two years after uh, Trayvon Martin. And oh, I felt like it was long enough. And I had a Trayvon Martin joke. It's not even that bad of a joke. But brought to you by Skittles. Black. It was a predominantly black audience. Ooh, brave. <laughs> like, too soon. Boo. Like, Wait, hold on. Brave. I'm they said too soon? That's funny. Yeah. That's funny they, they said too soon. And all I said was, um, we're upset at George Zimmerman, but we know that Trayvon went to heaven. You know how we know he went to heaven? Because Hoodie was holy. Hoodie was holy. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so <laughs> it's funny, but it's fucked was... up. And <laughs> they wasn't ready for it. Like, they was like, no. Like, oh, okay, that's so fun. Right. I like that one guy was like, Too soon, yeah, give it another month, dog. I think when he yelled too soon, that just that just pushed everybody over because they didn't say anything at first. And that person yelled right. too soon, and it was like, Yeah, no, boo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you should have been like, you should have been like, hey, you know what? Ain't too soon is fucking George Zimmerman sold that gun for five hundred thousand dollars. And then he tried to do a painting. Yeah, and he goes around signing uh, bags of Skittles for five k. Right. That motherfucker didn't wait at all to make the money. I mean, we might as well. And he didn't get. And he didn't get any. Uh, what is it called? Repercussions for his actions or anything really? No. So he, no, he's, he's a rock getting star. He's getting right. paid. So, so now I reason I put my joke out there because there's always this PC. There's this everything is like you gotta be PC. There's culture. Was it cancel culture happening right, right. now? And, and right. with comedians, us. We normally speak our mind, we observe, we report, and nothing's really off limits for us because that's just the way we do. So, and I think it's a coping mechanism, right? We find something, we're going to find that humor in it. But yeah, how, where do you think the climate of comedy is going with all this happening? It's tough. You know, Canada is very uh, progressive and it's like bittersweet because, on the one hand, we are very educated, we do care about social issues. We're, we're hip to it, you know, but on the other hand, we have a lot of like hidden racism. Like it's like we, we, and we have a lot of like, when I say liberals, like not part of the left, you know what I mean? We have a party here called the liberals. They're in power, but I mean like not just them, like just liberals in general, people who consider themselves liberals, I think are some of the worst people because they'll take all the PC like wokeness and like, yeah, we're not racist. We love is love all that shit. But like their policies never match up with that. Their actual way of living is just as bad as like a Republican. You know what I mean? But with smiles and love is love. Like you, you see the meme. There's a meme where it's like, hey, when a Republican's in power, it's like war and like they're bombing like Iraq or whatever. And then when a uh, Democrats are in power, it's the same bombs. But it's but the plane says like love is love, BLM, all that right, shit. Right. That's Canada. <laughs> Canada is like a racist genocidal state. It's like it's like it's it's mega capitalist. It's everything. Uh But we go, hey, smiles. Love is love. PC. Don't offend. Like, don't use bad words. We'll still we'll still starve the natives and make sure they have no water. But don't we're going to do a land acknowledgement. We're going to do a land (laughs) acknowledgement first, and then we're going to starve them to death. So it's kind of. You know, I see that in, I see that in comedy where it's like now it's like a big thing of like, don't talk about this. Don't say this word. Don't do that. But it's like y'all are still racist as fuck. Y'all are still capitalist as fuck. Nothing's changing. You're just telling comedians they can't and artists that they can't uh, use certain words. We're trying to censor, you know, don't say bad words. Don't say this and that. Don't talk about uncomfortable stuff. It is getting a little bit too much. But then meanwhile, it's yeah. like, yo, you guys are a, the government's a genocidal state. Like, can't say shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't That's be telling so me to not to say certain words. Like, give the natives the water, damn it. And I feel like it gives, you need the free range. You need to say what we say. Yes, we can be funny without saying those things. But everybody yeah. lives in the same area and we all see the same thing. Let us give our point of view observation and laugh at it. All Another right. thing, too, is Canada's uh, 85 percent white. Mm-hmm. Right. But we we you know, we do have a lot of immigrants. I'm a, I'm a refugee immigrant, you know, so it's like uh-huh. on the one hand, like it's great. It's very multicultural. It's very, you know, but anytime they put us on TV, 
they got to play us up like stereotypes. Like there was a show, the number one show in Canada for a while. It got it went global too. It's on Netflix now. It's called Kim's Convenience. Okay, I heard about that show. I almost watched it a couple of times. And everyone's talking about how good it is, but it's like actually, if you think about what it is, it's so racist because like. Oh, they got a convenient. They got con- uh, Koreans running a convenience store, right? But he can't just be like, "Hey, I'm I'm like third generation. I just happen to be convenient uh, Korean. This is my family business." He's like, "Oh, I'm a cheap Korean. I'm a <laughs> so cheap Korean. You owe me two cents. Uh, five ninety nine. Like it's so gross, over the top. Like like really. Yeah, yeah. It's like a mom and pop." <laughs> Like, cause, yeah. cause I, I saw the, behind, I saw the behind the scenes thing. Right. So it was like, it was like, it's like, uh, hello, uh, welcome to, I'm so-and-so watch Kim's convenience. And then the, like the mom's like, hello, watch Kim's convenience. It's coming out soon. And then you show the actual TV show. She's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like Miss Swan. It's Gene, <laughs> it's Gene Garofalo doing Miss Swan 20 years ago on Nuh-uh. TV. He's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. $2.99. Oh, I'm a cheaper Korean. And it's all written by white dudes. The whole, oh. writer, the whole writer's team is white dudes going, Yeah, yeah. Let's have Kim go. I'm a, I'm a cheap and uh, you owe me 29 cents. It's like fucking, wow. it's disgusting. It is hilarious. And it's disgusting because. At, at the height of everything, everybody was like, stop doing certain things. Certain races couldn't play, play certain races as cartoon characters. Like, this is a fictional character. I don't care. I really don't care. Like, uh, Big Mouth. I love Big Mouth, right? Yeah. And then Jenny Jenny Missy, Slate, right? Yeah. She wants to, she backs out of doing Missy because of the whole, I was like, you did an awesome job. And she's mixed. She's not fully black. Yeah. Like, it's a cartoon. It's acting. Now, this is time. It is advice time. Now, here right. advice time, this is what we do. I'm going to read a letter, and you are to give them some sound or completely ignorant, don't matter advice. Either way, you okay. give them advice, okay. and I will either jump on the side with you, be like, yes, I agree, or I'll disagree, and then we'll unpack it. All, All right. right. I am a 43-year-old man, and I love being a father of my two sons and two daughters and a husband of my loving wife. My wife and I have been married for 10 years now, and everything has been great so far. But I have to get one thing off my chest because it's eating me up inside. I had an affair on my wife with her twin brother. But after he asked me to leave my wife, his sister, for him. And of course, I told him, no, I would never do that. He also said, I have to tell my wife about our affair or he will do it for me. Now, I know that I was wrong for doing this to my wife. But she has also have had sex with my father just three years into our marriage. And at the time, I decided to stay because she got pregnant with our oldest son and didn't know who the father was. And she got a test, and the baby was my father's son. And I raised our, the son of the, as the father of my own. So what should I do in this crazy situation? Please help. I do not know what to do. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't read the letters until I read the letters. So I, <laughs> I so Oh my god. You think that's a joke or someone actually right. is serious? I don't even know. Like this is just That's crazy. <laughs> I I need a minute to unpack that. Okay, so first of all, he just casually let it slide that his dad banged his wife or his wife banged his dad and or whatever and right. his his son is actually his brother. 
Yes. Okay. So the son's siblings are his nieces and nephews. Like he's raising his brother as his son, his half brother right. as his own son. Okay. Right. And his wife fully took his father's nut and and they're oh, still right. together, first of all. It was probably multiple times because it has happened three years. Yeah, of course. It's probably still <laughs> happening. Right. It's like uh it's like uh when you go on porns and, and it's around a holiday, they got all those holiday themed ones. You know, it's like a July 4th or like Christmas one. And it's all like that, like every, the whole right. fa- nasty families like banging each other when the other ones are. Sl- That's what's happening right now. in this guy's family. And right. then me- and, for- and then meanwhile, he started busting uh, up with uh, with his wife's brother. Twin. Twin brother, though, right? It's a guy. <laughs> No, no, no hate. Like, hey, love is love. Right. That's fine. So he's he's a bi. But, okay, that family is nasty, though. Like, that family, father and Super son, nasty. just no respect. They're just, they don't care right. about marriage or nothing. Uh, this is, this is I like think a, uh, break up. I think break up and separate from that fa- that whole family. Uh, I don't know what you're going to do with your brother slash son. <laughs> but... <laughs> You shouldn't owe child support or anything on that. That should be your father and your former wife's deal. You know, I I don't know. That's I say leave. I say run. Yeah, this is is, is, it's mind blowing. That that family's too messed up. You don't want to be any around. And I feel like it. Right. I feel like this was made up just to so I have something to read. I don't. It's like (laughs) family ties, family ties.com, that porn site. Right, <laughs> they're all tied together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the revenge, the revenge, uh, cheating with the twin brother, and then that's a whack revenge. Father, right? Yeah. So that so you so you tell the father, hey, I just banged your son, even though I'm married to your daughter, and he's like, that's all right, player. I bust nuts in your wife. <laughs> it's like damn. right. That's so much everything everywhere. You're he raising my son right now, son-in-law. So obviously she's not happy with him from the moment they got married. I, I you can't be happy in the situation raising your son. Your, I like how the brother, brother too. The brother's brother, like son. you gotta you gotta go away with me. We gotta be together. And it's then, like, bro, yeah. I'm, now he's got. And now he has the brother saying, "Hey, I enjoy this. I want more. More often, I'm gonna tell my sister." And he's like, "Whatever. I don't know what to do. I'm I'm raising my brother's son." And then the brother's son telling his siblings what to do. And they're like, no, he says, you got to listen to me because I'm your uncle. <laughs> so so the kid that that guy is raising is his half brother. And it's also the brother's brother, the brother who he's banging. It's his brother, oh, too. That is so true. Ha- yeah. And the kid and then the other three kids that's messed uncle. up. I hope that, that's, that's true. Way too much. So messed up. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I America. Woman. Make the daddy take care of the kid. And if the brother makes you happy, be with the brother or get some counseling. I think maybe that's what you need. Actually, I think just Probably. move states, move states and change your name. Start over. Start over. <laughs> that's what I think. That's, uh, go to but Mexico, bro. But when you start a new relationship, is that something you, you dissect and let someone know ahead of time? Well, you know, I was in a relationship where a wife slept with my father. We have a son. That's no, no, son. keep that to yourself. Keep that. <laughs> and you don't I know nothing about that. Brother. 
just gone. Change your name, change states, change <laughs> profession. Completely new. Completely go back to school, get on your backpack, go to school, whatever you got to do, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, refresh. <laughs> you need a reset on that. Yeah. Control, alt, delete. <laughs> that's too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's too much, man. <laughs> Delete the letter, delete, delete the email you sent it from. <laughs> Burn that right. social security. No you're, done. you're done. Yeah. Go John Doe. <laughs> Go to Slab City or something. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's get back into this interview. That, that was great. I love that. <laughs> I need to start reading these letters early, but then I don't have the shock values. I like to read them. Yeah, the shock values. Time good. The guess. That yeah. was that was wild. <laughs> we lost the legend. The Golden of the Golden Girls. Betty White. Betty White, 99. Her birthday is January 17th. She would have been 100 years old. Damn. Right. The new year. She's 100. We'll give her 100. It's yeah, 100 might as well. Basically. Yeah. Might as well give it to her. Yeah. So were you a fan? You know, I, I it's not like I watched the Golden Girls or anything, but uh, yeah, I've seen her do a bunch of cameos and stuff over the years. I've heard her say mm-hmm. some hilarious shit, and I'm I'm definitely a fan in the sense that she's a woman who's been she. I mean, she's a she's an artist and uh, performer for eighty years. She did eighty years of work. You know, I'm I'm in year ten, looking at that like wow, like oh my right. god. Like and, 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 and by the way, like she did 80 years of like professional. I'm I'm starting as a comedian in Canada for 10 years, so it's not even going to compare. But my point is just just looking at it like, wow, you did 80 years of showbiz like whoo-wee. and like, you know, she's a woman, too. So let's face it, like she must have had to like Matrix dodge a bunch of cocks. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Right. There, right. There must have been just so many greasy. Avoided greasy dudes being like yeah like you know from golden girls to whatever they probably just were trying to fuck her all the time like i i saw pictures of her when she was like 20 she was fine too yeah so, she was fine as hell right and, and she taught you know as she got older she was nasty like <laughs> she's very perverted and nasty so she's she still is probably getting it she's probably getting it she's right. probably getting it yeah i bet so Man, shout uh, out yeah, to her, I, man. That's I, legendary. That's that's what can you say? You know, I, just like so much respect. I love Betty White. She's very hilarious. She has great comedic timing. I just yeah, it was a really amazing. Speaking of comedic timing and how she, you know, has hilarious things. Who makes you laugh? Like what? Who do you uh, watch that you laugh at? Local jokers or uh, famous people? Yeah, there's a lot of funny ass comedians in Canada who you know should be like massive and they're you know they're on their way uh shout out to our boy ryan long ryan long was a toronto comic forever um and about two three years ago he moved to new york and now he's killing it he just did like 800 something people in new york at the stand recorded his third album he's touring yeah like he's made it essentially now he's just touring all over the states you know he's got his u.s visa stuff so he's oh, killing awesome. it. Uh, we're all really proud of him. Our uh, this comedian from Toronto, uh, Nathan Nathan Daniels. Uh, he's in uh, he's in Austin right now. He's this guy. He's a comedian. He's pretty new. He's been doing comedy for like two three years, but he's got autism and a stutter. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's in Austin. He did kill Tony, 
they liked him so much that they they uh, they got him to stay in Austin, and they just talked about him on Joe Rogan podcast, which was wow. huge. Yeah, you know? it was real big. And these these guys are kill these guys are killing it now. But like w- you know, for us, we're still like we're looking at it like wow, like a year ago you were with us in these trenches. So we kind of see that as like major inspiration for sure. That's really um, dope. That's really big. You know, but we got so many here. Like comedians here are on fire. The problem is, you know, there's just no money, and we're all right competing for ten dollar sets or free sets. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing um, too. When stage time and people competing just for getting seen and getting paid by 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 just peanuts. being in front of an audience and then they always say i had to pay the dj look but the dj entertains so much <laughs> like we're the main attraction right we got yeah to- <laughs> uh, a lot of comedians are big now a lot of them say that montreal comedy fest is like help prepare all them do you all have that same mindset with it Nah, so okay. First of all, about two, three years ago, uh, JFL got bought, it got sold. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, wow. technically, Howie Mendel owns it, but he's kind of like the Canadian front, and there's like a there's some unknown Americans, but it's basically an American festival now, just happens to be in Canada. Like, if you uh, look at JFL, the brand, they've mm-hmm. exploded now, they're in like 30 countries, they're doing tours in uh. You know, they'll take you to Mexico on a cruise ship. They'll, they're selling NFTs like they're all over the place. Wow. Uh, so it's really barely Canadian anymore. And um, even in Canada, like they don't do much for Canadian comedians. Like for two weeks in Montreal, I've been in Montreal for a year now. So I'm, I'm actually a Toronto guy, but I live in Montreal now. Cheaper mm-hmm. rent, you know, wanted to check it out. But uh, it's like for two weeks, basically, it'll be JFL. Hoorah but it's mostly Americans who get all the top spots. And then they, they have this off JFL thing called zoo fest where they'll throw some locals, a few spots unpaid at, oh, you know, wow. in exposure, but yeah. really it's just a cash cow, like American company. Now it's literally doing nothing for Canadian arts, except it is taking a lot of Canadian arts grant funding. So it's taking our money, but it's not actually doing shit. It obviously it does something for like, tourism montreal because it gets people right. in the city buying hotels buying dinners whatever but honestly for us it's not doing anything so like you know this flattens out economically then because then it does yeah. bring in with the whole tourism hotels but then at the same time they're taking the money out because they're american yeah. so it doesn't really do much for the economy yeah for the canadian artists like a few people are getting some unpaid spots here and there Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it, you know? Oh, damn. Plus, sometimes it's some comics who, like, aren't ready. Like, I've I've been in 10 years. I've never applied to any of that. For me, okay. personally, on my journey, I'm like, I don't think I'm ready. If they mm-hmm. gave it to me now, I, I think I wouldn't really like it. I wouldn't like the footage in, like, a year or two. Some comics, they apply, like, their first year in. And sometimes they get it. You know, you could have a great right. set. They like you. And so I have seen a few comics who got it and they deserved it and that's amazing but i've seen a few who've got it and like yo you're like you're good but like you kind of have that good one 10 minute set and now you got an ego it's like oh i did just for laughs blah blah it's like okay well can you can you sell an audience can you fill a room can you sell tickets no you can't and they didn't pay you 
So now you got this. It's a credit, like credit where it's due. But now you got this like sort of thing above you. You're kind of big leaking, but you're still out here doing the same free sets as everybody else. So like, right. eh, right. you yeah, know, I see that a lot. And then also I see comedians make a special. Like they come out, they kill a couple rooms, they do well. And now they have a special coming out. Right. Are you ready already? Like, I don't see that you have the the stage time, the the material to do this whole special thing. Like, I haven't put a special out. I've been doing it for 12 years and I have a lot of material, but I want to formulate and brand my special so that it's successful and it propels me further. Right. I don't want to just put a special out because I can and then put it on Amazon Prime and no one sees it even even those four dollars. Like, I'm not going to do that. So where do you see comedy taking you so far? You said you're not on your journey to try to do the Montreal thing. Where are you on your journey and where are you trying to go with that journey? So um, two weeks into doing a, a, a set at an open mic 10 years ago, like two weeks after that, I started my own show. Okay. I started I started an open mic at the time. Uh, did that for about five years. And I've always been putting on shows as well as performing. Mm-hmm. So for me, I got I got my comedy like event company where I put on shows. I book acts. I get budgets. I pay acts. You know, I make money. That has done a lot better for me than my stand up. Like my stand up's good. I'd say I'm an amazing host. I'm a good opener and I'm a decent middle. I wouldn't call myself a headliner yet unless it's like mm-hmm. some small local show. But right. the comedy company is my like way of actually sustainably staying in this industry without going broke, bleeding bus tickets and beer money at, at every fucking shitty bar. Right. So right. I, I am really focusing like I, I am a good performer. I want to always get better and better. I want my performances to be big enough so that I get, you know, these opportunities. But I but I realized right there 10 years ago that if I just wait and hope that someone notices me, especially I'm in Toronto. When I was in Toronto, it's killer central. Like everyone's a killer, but everyone's mm-hmm. broke. So okay. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't even think I'm as good as half these guys, which is a good thing. Cause that's how talented we are. But I also see they're not making any money. They got to So for me, it's all about the production, putting on the events. That way I could spread opportunities, get money for myself, get money for others and keep that going. So I'm really happy with how that's going and uh, can't wait to see the next 10 years of that. Uh, I feel like all comedians should host at some point, right? Because yeah, when you're hosting, you constantly have that comedic brain muscle flexing. You got to feed off the audience, bring up the next comedian, feed off that comedian if you did well or bad to just keep the energy going. It just yep. helps. It just helps. And then get the flow going. And then that's right. It it's with your timing. Like if you know you only got to do five or six, three minutes or whatever, you can, formulate something real quick and bring on the next person so it really helps a lot i love like i'm starting to show i ran a couple shows before and i stopped for a while and i just felt like i was doing well but kind of rusty at the same time but when i was running the show i was always synapses are going like i always had something good to say so i'm starting another show in two weeks here and so i i love hosting yeah brand new comics when i see a brand new comic i always tell them start a show yeah you don't want to have to go to 20 places a week to to try to do five minutes and be at the mercy of whoever's hosting it, whereas right. you can do it. They're coming to you. You get all your stage time out basically one night a week if it's a long enough show. 
Just, mm-hmm. you know, try your stuff out. And then people know you, you're networking, might make some money off it. You got your home base, you know, it's really the yeah. way to go. It Take is. some it balls is. though. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you got to have like backbone. Cause then some communities might come up and let me get on. Or, so if you yeah. upset a mountain of people, like it's all about working, how you work your hosting well. Right? You got to juggle right. egos. Yeah. So, and then also if you want your show to stay, you need to know, okay, this community is pretty funny. This guy is pretty new. Or figure out how you're going to put them on. You don't want to put the new person on too early. Yeah. To, but then you don't want the new person to stay so long to where he bashes your show because he was last and there was no yeah. It's like Yeah. You, <laughs> you got you, you, to have some quality control. You got you to gotta know where to draw the line. Yeah, I don't tolerate yeah. any of that. Like, yeah. come, come here correct. We're going to have a good time. Start getting mopey. Hey, there's no Hollywood sign outside that window, and you ain't shit either. So right, you, exactly. you can go somewhere else. You know what I mean? We don't need that drama. Save it for the stage, baby. <laughs> exactly. Save it for the stage. All right. This is just a random, stupid question. Yeah. I like to ask this because it's fun. I got two of them. But the first one, like your comedy career is going how it's going, but someone shows up and they say, we can propel you and you can be known all over the world. You just have to join the Illuminati. Are you joining? Let's go. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Exactly. I said I would sacrifice my mom. <laughs> oh, the awful eye. I got, eye. I got right. that when I was. I got that when I was 15, dude. Self initiated into the Illuminati. I'm already there. I'm here. <laughs> I'm already there, bro. I'm just waiting nice. for my invitation to the barbecue. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have a contract. No point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, here's another question. Stupid. Um, I some I come I somewhat have a bit about it. I just want to see what your perspective is. If a vampire bites a zombie, what happens? Um, it becomes a well. I guess it becomes a vampire. It's a zombie vampire. No, a super zombie. I don't know because because the zombie's already undead back right. to life. And that's what a vampire is too. So I don't know if it would work. I don't know the physics and, and the meta <laughs> like I don't know the metaphysiology the of that. <laughs> but uh, I'm assuming it'll be some sort of hybrid vampire zombie, but maybe not. Oh man, that'd be scary as fuck though. That'd be scary as fuck. How how do you kill it? Right. You have to shoot it in the head with a silver steak bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way. You have to cut its head off. Rub garlic on the wound or something. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Minced garlic, too. Not just any garlic. It has to be minced. Yeah. Be difficult. <laughs> that would actually be <laughs> an epic movie, though. Like Attack of the Vampire Zombies or Super Zombie Vampires or something. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a B movie. Yeah. A B movie. Like, like that. A- what, what was that Hollow Earth uh, Nazi Nazi vampires on the moon or whatever? Nazi, yeah. What was, that that? One, was it uh, Abraham Lincoln versus. Zombies there was that, but there was some other one like Dark Dark Moon or something. It was like Swedes. The Swedes made it, but it was a bunch of like zombies had a base on the moon. Dark Sky, something like that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've yeah, seen I, that. Saw, I saw the trailers. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's terrible. I saw I actually looked saw horrible. It. Yeah, it looked really bad. It, it, I don't even think it was a B movie. I think it was a C. Is it C? Really, yeah, really bad. You could see the uh, strings when they were flying. <laughs> it was awesome. That's so funny. All right. <laughs> Well, this has been a really great show. Yeah. Coming through, <laughs> Vanda K. This is really cool. You're a great, great. We got to keep in touch because, man, it's amazing. Now. For sure. What we went over today, Betty White, 
is uh, we're gonna give her a hundred when she passed. We gave her that. Yeah. Uh, guy in the letter has to reboot his life. He needs to yeah, just yeah. He needs to disappear. All right. Like you, 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 you email him back. It's got to bounce back. Like this email does not exist. Was not delivered. That's <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I gotta get something. From the mail, what's it called? The email person that pops up. Yeah. <laughs> like good, good okay. will hunting. You got to show up to take him to the construction site and knock on his door and he's not there. You know what I mean? We also got, we found out you love comedy. You're doing anything for it. Cause you'll join the movie. Yeah. Self-initiated since 15, which is awesome. <laughs> he's self-initiated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's great. You got, you said you're doing a, a comedic company. You help other comedians get on and seeing you, you've been running the stage for over five years. Yeah, produce produce really good shows. I got a show. Uh, you know, I got two two provinces, two different cities have shows going. Because uh, me every month at least, mm-hmm. Montreal and Toronto, and some some in the outskirts of Ontario. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And open up. I talked about you have the podcast. It's on Patreon. Give everybody a little bit more about that, where they can find you, Instagrams, and all that. Yeah. So. Uh, at Vandad K Comedy. That's V-A-N-D-A-D-K Comedy. That's my uh, comedy Instagram. Um, you can also go to at Vanifesto Pod, which is the podcast, Vanifesto Podcast, coming out soon. Uh, everything I do is at Vandadk.com, V-A-N-D-A-D-K.com. And you can find me at patreon.com slash Vandadk. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So this has been Local Joker. We've had a great big time. I'm your host, Two Names. My name is Gerald Dean. Two names, not one. And uh, don't forget to follow Mr. Dean live everywhere, especially on TikTok. I TikTok it up a lot. Uh, nice. Thank you so much for coming in, Vindicate. And yeah, thank you. Amazing. This is really good. Awesome. Thanks, man. Peace out, America. <laughs> Give me that U.S. visa. 